0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Leader Swift Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Swifty Perry. Thank you guys for joining us here today. I'm here with my friend, Sean Lovejoy. Sean is an incredible leader. He coaches leaders from around the entire world, helping them be better. He leads an organization called Courage to Lead It's incredible what he does. So this is a really good conversation. We talk about the leader leading his calendar. This is such an important episode if you're a leader. I encourage you to jump in, take some notes, and send this to a friend. And if you have some time, leave us a five-star review, share it with somebody, and click the subscribe button. That way you don't miss anything that we say. Any new released episodes, you'll get them straight into your podcast app. It's so cool. So we're going to jump straight into this conversation with Sean Lovejoy. What is up, everybody? I am here with Sean Lovejoy. Sean, how's it going today? Great, man. It's great to be with you. Yeah. Thank you for taking some time. Um, I've been following your stuff over the last few years just online and you do some incredible stuff with coaching leaders um in business world and ministry world and just all, all leaders all leadership. It's great stuff. Um how did you get into this position?
1: Yeah, so Matt, it's an interesting story, man. I refer to myself as a spiritual entrepreneur. You know, an entrepreneur is not always a good word. Uh, but I've kind of been successful in anything I've ever done. I was a real estate developer, turned church planter, turned mega church pastor, started coaching pastors back in 2001. always felt like an executive trapped in a pastor's body. You know, my closest friends were business people in the community, started coaching some business guys and realized, hey, I'm I'm, I'm sort of good at this. So I like to say I was a pretty good pastor. I'm a really good coach. And launched this, handed off my church five years ago to pursue this full time. And it's been a wild, crazy, you know, successful ride ever since.
0: That's amazing. And in, in the name of your organization is Courage to Lead. Where did that come from?
1: Well, I do think it, it requires courage to lead. It may be the foundational requirement, you know, for all leadership. I like to say that fast-growing organizations make more decisions Than bad, uh, than non growing organizations, they just correct those more rapidly because they're not afraid of making mistakes. And perfectionism can really, really freeze an organization, whether it's ministry or marketplace.
0: Wow, that is so good. Um, I know you speak around to a lot of leaders, and you probably get asked, How can I be a better leader? If you're in the room with a room full of young leaders, uh, old leaders, just all different kinds of leaders, what kind of tip would you give them to lead better today?
1: Yeah, so the most important thing is go on the calendar first. You know, when we're coaching leaders, one of the first things we do is perform a calendar audit. And um, you are a result of your calendar. <laughs> so it's it's how you plan your day. And But I have leaders tell me all the time, I don't have time to read. I don't have resources for coaching. If it were me, and it it was me, I would put my resources first into coaching and my reading and learning and growing first on my calendar and everything came out of that. I felt guilty for years as a leader, putting myself on the calendar first. Then I realized over time, actually, Jesus did that. He got up early in the morning, went off to the wilderness to pray. He refreshed, replenished, received fresh vision from God. Then he made himself available to people. And a lot of pastors, I've found, do exactly the opposite. We make our stuff available to everyone and everything at the neglect and expense of our own soul, our own leadership, our own learning, our own coaching, et cetera.
0: Yeah, that is so good. My wife and I actually just started this last week of sitting down on Sunday nights to go through our calendars with each other um, and to kind of plan that. And, and exactly what you're saying planning out, like I plan out all of my reading, which webinars I'm going to listen to, which podcast even I'm going to listen to on which day. And I put all of that on my calendar because I've just found I actually get it done when it's on my calendar.
1: It makes a difference.
0: What's some calendar tips for a leader listening? I know I've spent years um, trying to avoid putting things on my calendar because I didn't want to be in a box i didn't want to be so structured i missed out on spontaneity spontaneity um what is some tips that you would give on how to lead your calendar well
1: yeah so my wife and i we don't argue it's more spiritual than that we call it intense fellowship (laughs) and um, we've been married 26 and a half years but in year seven we hit a, a bad place and we were not dating each other and we went to marriage counseling And um, she said, well, when is date night? I was like, well, you know, when things slow down and they're not too crazy, we try to you know, carve out some time. She said, no, no, put it on your calendar. And I remember my wife saying, well, that's not very romantic. And I said to her, yeah, but the most important things get scheduled on my calendar. And so we started calendaring our date night. And it's not sexy. You may think that pins you in, but it's actually allowed our marriage to flourish more. And I think the same is true with a routine. It doesn't pin you in more. It actually gives you more freedom and more opportunity to flourish by putting the most important things on your calendar. So I'm a big fan of starting your day right. The first two hours should be almost a religious routine every two hours. If you start the day right, it tends to be downhill after that.
0: Yeah I totally agree I'm a big Michael Hyatt fan And he talks a lot about that I use his planner The full focus planner Pretty religiously And it goes through all of that On your morning routine And evening routine That stuff just helps me to Use my day to the best I can Take us into Sean's planning What does it look like For you to plan out your week How do you start that?
1: Yeah, so first, you know, a practice I began almost twenty years ago now. I just give my mornings to God, so I do very few meetings in the morning. It's the, it's the exception, not the rule, and that allows me my think time, my read time, my my planning time, my writing time, just all of that. Um, my all my growth and development happens in the morning, so I make myself available to other people pretty much from lunch on every day. So that gives me, you know, 13 to 16 hours weekly to work on me and to get better, to get better at my craft. And um, I have found, you know, a lot of pastors, for example, like their their preparation for their preaching gets crowded out by tyranny and the urgent. Well, your, your preaching needs to get better, my friend. <laughs> and so, like putting those most important things early in the morning, you know, while your brain is fresh. Uh, scientists and psychologists tell us that the tactical problem solving part of your brain has a longer runway than the creative, innovative part of your brain. So, by you waiting until you have time to crowd those things in, you're literally less creative and less innovative. I want the best brain space you know, available for the creative, innovative side of me. That makes me better, but it makes my organization better.
0: Yeah, that's so good. The best leaders manage their energy levels. I know I get the most creative stuff done in the morning. So I'm just like you, like I plan meetings and things like this in the afternoon. So the morning I can really be creative and and do those things that needs to be done. And of
1: course, Matt, I have leaders say to me all the time, well, I'm not a morning person. And I would just say to you, well, that's a choice. That's a choice. I, I was not a morning person for a long time, but I learned how to become a morning person. And now, frankly, I could not live life without ordering my morning and starting out with a predictable routine that just sets the whole day in motion.
0: Yeah, that is so good. What happens when a leader goes? Say they go to a conference, and that kind of changes their routine, or they go on vacation, that changes that morning routine. How have you found to be um, flexible and not married to your calendar, but to still treat it really well?
1: Yeah, to me, it's the difference between legalism and a system. You know, if you get, you have to give yourself grace. You know, we, we my family's lived off a financial budget. You know, for over 20 years now, and we realize life has surprises. Uh, My wife's, my, my, my oldest daughter is getting married in September. And so those are things you plan for, but there's always a few little things you didn't plan for that are unanticipated. So you have to adjust, you have to tweak the plan, you have to give yourself some grace. But you also have a plan for kind of getting back under budget, you know, after this storm, you know, blows onward. So I think both are really important, giving you some grace, but then some discipline to get back on it when this storm blows by.
0: Yeah, that is, that's really good. Um, And let's end it with, you talked a little bit about reading. Um, I love reading. I think it's so important. What are a few books that's helped you to lead better? So I love
1: Cotter's book, you know, Creating a Sense of Urgency. Um, One oldie but goodie that's really, really helped me. It's also out out of the marketplace. Called Execution: The Art of Getting Things Done <laughs> is a really good one. Uh, I'm also reading Ray Dalio's book called Principles um, right now. Um, that's a really good one that I would suggest. You know, every leader ought to spend some time on. And uh, of course, I'm sort of partial to my book, Do you Mean About the Vision, <laughs> that really helps you. You know, not only drill the vision down into the organization, but protect the vision from vision hijackers. You know, that bubbled up in response to like 15 years of coaching leaders. It's a pressure point for a lot of leaders out there.
0: That's so good. Those are some great recommendations. Uh, If a leader is listening and wants to be more effective, I definitely think reading and actually applying because, right, sometimes we can just read and post it on Instagram so everyone knows we read this leadership book. Um, but Correct. creating a system that works for us to apply something from those books changes the way you lead for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Thank you for joining us this morning, Sean, um, or whatever time people are listening to this. It's more, it's mid afternoon for me. Um, but thank you for spending some time with us.
1: Thank you, man. So awesome to be with you and I'm cheering you on.
0: Thank you, Sean. Real quick. Where can they find you on social media? Yeah, the best place to do it
1: is on Instagram, uh, at Lovejoy one and that's also the handle for my Facebook page, so at SeanLoveJoy1, and uh, I'm great about staying consistent on there and trying to add as much value as I can for leaders, both in the marketplace
0: and the ministry. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you, my friend.